Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. This is the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Welcome. This is episode 10. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. It's really the Sports and Media podcast about everything in sports and media and everything in between. Uh, we're recording this show a couple days after the presidential election, so obviously that's going to incorporate a lot of the sports talk in there with some of the things that have happened uh, already since uh, you know pre- President-elect Donald Trump was uh, elected on Tuesday. So, Joe. Yeah, it's... Uh interesting uh i'm really interested for this show particularly is um how people are reacting they um stan van gundy yeah the detroit pistons coach went on a rant i guess he was saying that he felt like when he went into the locker room the morning of the after the election that his team was just down and depressed and all due to uh you know the election and the results that obviously that he him and his team didn't agree with and so i and he basically called you know trump every you know name in the book uh, for lack of a better way to say it, and a lot of people are reacting whether or not he should have said that. But on top of that, all kinds of people in the sports world are commenting, and so uh, we'll just have to see how this plays out. But interesting is the word. Uh, you know, we thought, well, what if the World Series? Well, now we're talking about an election and uh, kind of how it is poured into the athletic world. Yeah, he. Uh, what was interesting is that he essentially called out the, his fans because Michigan, you know, he's, yeah. he's coaching there. He was talking about how when he even looks into fans, he realizes that a lot of people voted for Trump. He said he's distraught because he's got daughters and um, the fact that, um, excuse me, that he called him misogynistic and that he called him racist. And and certainly there are, are indications of some things out there, but to come out and actually say it as a sports, because a lot of athletes wouldn't say anything, right? Yeah, uh, David West of the Warriors said, you know, he he didn't know how to tell his daughters or, or how they're supposed to act <coughs> and how they're supposed to behave in school because of this. So it's really interesting of the, some of the stuff that's come out um, in terms of just the last you know twenty four hour news cycle about athletes and whether or not they should be involved. And you know, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, had, had written a letter to Trump uh, before the uh, the election or during the election, and then uh, the he got the the media in New, in New England got wind of it yesterday, and. Of of course, then Belichick went into Belichick mode as he usually does, and wouldn't really talk about it, and wouldn't answer any questions. Just would keep reiterating uh, the word Seattle, right? Uh, which you know, again, Belichick being Belichick, I guess. But just it's just it's the oddest thing. People are uh, you know demonstrating in the streets. Uh, they're mad, uh, and it's kind of it, it didn't, I really didn't think about it until like really getting ready for the show the last 24 hours of how the sports world now is going to have to deal with the, you know President-elect Trump and and the ramifications of the locker room. Yeah, I, I, we talked about Kaepernick being polarizing. Um, I think this is going to be even more so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, 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 the one thing I was wondering about, what are your thoughts on this, is that you have Belichick, who, who's not really liked anyway. <laughs> but You think? <laughs> you think, right. <laughs> but he's in there, and he's showing support overtly for Trump, whereas Stan Van Gunny has gone against him. Mark Cuban has eventually gone against them. And then you have Steve Kerr saying support. Uh, you know, the NBA is a players' league. 
I'm wondering, does that sort of define both leagues? Is, I mean, and I agree. You, you, you're saying thinking the same thing I was thinking. There is the NBA Players League, and they're obviously. I think they were more for Hillary, where you know maybe some of the the richer owners are, are more for Trump, and how that's going to alienate and, and really you know maybe possibly even you know mess up some of the locker room chemistry with people you know arguing. I mean, I saw today even a Yale professor is canceling a midterm exam because his students complained they were just distraught over the uh, the Trump being elected. So I mean, it's just. People are absolutely amazed that he won, but I always—it's not like he just came out yesterday and started running for president. We've known this for well over a year and a half. He won the other election to get the, to the Republican ticket, so uh, you know. And we had Hillary, who wasn't you know well liked either. I mean, she obviously had fans, but through the most negative yeah. ratings for both. But I, I think. I really don't think anybody thought he had a prayer to win. I I will admit, when I left work on Tuesday, I thought it, it seemed to be as soon as Florida was announced, that would be Hillary, and then this race would be over. And when Florida didn't get announced and it kept dragging into the evening, you're like, uh, oh, wow. We're seeing a little bit of history uh, you know, in, in that. And so now the, the fact that the, the sports have – you know, every every person that's getting interviewed as an athlete right now, it's an easy out for a journalist. Journalist is to say, well, what's your thoughts on the election? And these athletes are going to have to be real careful. Oh, uh, sure. The coaches are, and I'm sure they're getting PR to death right now inside the locker rooms about just don't say anything. But it's hard to keep an athlete from saying anything. Mostly the top tier athletes, the LeBron James, the Eli Mannings of the world, are going to get asked over and over their thoughts on the next four years. And so that's going to be uh, what it's going to be. How are they going to not talk, or will they talk and i got a feeling a week from today when we record the show again we're going to be talking about which athlete said what the next 72 hours and i I think this is going to be far bigger than the whole kaepernick event i I just i just can't imagine it's not uh because it's more global i mean it it, i mean it's it's more national than just kneeling people overtly saying things uh and, and you know for years, Michael Jordan got ripped for never saying anything about social yeah. issues, right? Yeah. And now we have people coming out. I wonder if people are going to rip him then and for doing I that. I saw something on Twitter today that Michael Jordan got away with not saying anything for years, and, and now these athletes say one thing, and so it's already being talked about. And speaking of Kaepernick, he's lost a lot of his goodwill. The people who kind of were anti-Kaepernick, then they gave him, hey, he's a pretty thoughtful guy. And then the fact that he came out and said, my vote doesn't count. I'm not voting. I didn't vote. And now people are like, I think he really lost any momentum he had that that he could have really swayed the difference. And I heard a, a Monty Toomer, of all people, on, on his uh, serious show last night saying, you know, no one's going to get behind him anymore. That was his thought because, you know, if you couldn't even vote, then, you know, how are you going to affect change by saying that you didn't exercise your right? Yeah, if he's saying his vote doesn't count, then what does his kneeling count? Yeah. You know, it, it completely discounts his whole argument. And Stephen A. Smith railed on him as well. So Against who? Against, against Kaepernick? Against Kaepernick. And, you know, if you didn't vote, then you, you really don't have a say. And that's part of it. Right, and the other right, thing is, right. you know, the, the people that are out there that are anti-Trump or they're pro-Hillary or vice versa, keep in mind that only 53 percent of the registered voters in this country voted. 53. And, and that was higher than some. But I, I thought I read that the amount of votes that Trump received was fewer than the amount – uh, in the in 2012 that, that Obama, for, Mitt Romney, yeah, yeah. for Mitt Romney. Yeah, Obama and Romney but both yeah, got he, in the and 60 he, and million. He got, he got Trump, so to speak. But yeah. th- and I'm always interested, too, about the Electoral College. And to use a, try to bring it back to sports here, but um, the Electoral College seems like it's a really bizarre... I, I understand it, but it seems antiquated in the same way that, to use a sports analogy, I'm wondering, in baseball, you play nine innings. So if you win 
five or six of those, you win it. <laughs> yeah. But if you have the because because Hillary Clinton, I think, ends up with two hundred thousand more votes yeah. nationally and doesn't win. And this isn't the first time. I think this is like the eighth or tenth time in the history of America. This the, and happened. that's why a lot of the Hillary fans are mad. And I think you get equated to sports. It's kind of like the old the poll system when, when you who was going to be the college champion. It was a bunch of old men yeah, around the country voting, better. you know, for who's going to be the national championship. I mean, instead of playing it on the field, well, you know, the you know, the electoral college is is somewhat antiquated. People, the Hillary, obviously, the Hillary fans are just are just the it, needs to go away. And I think maybe it does need to be revisited because in a way it doesn't really quote unquote you know really symbolize what America is where if you know if I me and you are running for mayor of Charleston, Illinois and I get 2000 votes and you get 1800. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> but I win. You know, it's not because you won more precincts right. or, or or streets or whatever you want to categorize a city in. So uh, I'll, I'll be real amazed how and not amazed but just uh, fascinated how this thing spins out. I think that this, our sports and media show uh, has a lot of topics for the next couple of weeks. Right. right. It's going to be about what athlete says what and then is there going to be locker room divide? And I think in the, the chance of that in the NFL is going to be great. I think in the NBA, people are. I, I, it's going to be interesting. I saw where Stephen A. Smith, as well as one other prominent, uh, Reggie Miller, I believe it was, along with Richard Jefferson, came out and said, "I don't think NBA champs will go to the Trump White House." Yeah, I. Well, yeah, I, I, it's it's not won't be the first time. There was some what Boston Bruin player. I There's remember a couple at one time every once in a while, but and, they're talking whole teams just say no. They refuse to show up. Now, obviously, no big deal if an, if a championship team doesn't go to a, the White House to get. But it's part of Americana, and so uh, we'll see what happens uh, in the, in the future. So in, yeah, in, it's 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 early really panic bizarre. is onset. I mean, you know, it's really early panic. Uh, I told somebody well, the other well, day. Uh, no, I was just going to say if they if you're talking if they can get. A, rid of the bowl system like they have, and we never play our system. They can get rid of the electoral college, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to care. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I think it'd be better, uh, and you know, maybe more people would vote. You know, we wouldn't have forty-seven percent of the registered voters, you know, not getting up and uh, and not voting. And I saw, and maybe the dumbest thing that's said, that's, a, that's just a sad low yeah. number, right? But maybe the dumbest thing said by somebody in the sports media this week was by uh, by Nick Saban of Alabama. He actually said he didn't know the election was Tuesday. Does, it, uh, I, now, know, do, you, do you believe that? I mean, that's I what, know these guys are super locked in, but how in the world could you? Did, did he mean he didn't know there was an election? He, he didn't know that it was just Tuesday. I think he didn't say he, he. I think he knew about the election. He didn't realize it was Tuesday, is the way it sounded. But he came off really dumb, and he got really railed on in, in, in a couple of people. Like, wait a second, you know, because he was trying not to answer any questions about the political side, which I understand. He's that's his right. That's the great thing about this country. Sure, and he should have just said that. Hey, I don't feel comfortable about talking about the election. I'm a, I'm a football coach in Alabama. I just you know, I'll, I'll answer the football questions, but you can't say you didn't know there was an election Tuesday as the head coach of the number one team in college football. Yeah, you you can't act like a civic idiot. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> well said, a civic idiot. Oh my God! So he got if there was a dumb award we gave away the, on the sports and media show. As far as I'm concerned, Nick Saban won it this week. Yes, and kudos to him. The other a couple other things I know you want to talk about. Mark Cuban um, has basically told a couple of veteran NBA announcers or NBA uh, you know sports journalists that he didn't want them to cover the Mavericks and rescinded their uh, their press passes. Talk yeah, about that. Um, there's been something going on in sports for a while, talking about, you know, game stories. You know, you do announcing for Friday night games and other different sports where you can't get reporters to all of these games. So you write these quick little takes. They're feeding a lot of these into these computer systems now. They're, they're testing to see if it's okay. Well, Mark Cuban hates that. 
Well, ESPN's reporters, I think it's Mark Stein, I forget who the other person yeah. was, uh, who's, who, who, who were very well respected. ESPN no longer assigns, you know, remember they had the ESPN Chicago and ESPN yeah. Dallas. They got rid of all that stuff because, first of all, they're losing money. Yeah. Compa- uh, not losing money, my God, but they're not making as much as they once yeah. did. But they're, he's angry, it seems like. I don't know what, what you've read on it, but it seems like he's angry that they're not covering the Mavericks away. Yeah, I, that's what I got out of so it. So he's not even get the home coverage. Yeah, and it seemed like it was. It didn't really make sense. I mean, of, of his reasoning didn't make sense. I understand him being upset. Everybody can be upset, but yeah, the, the, the story that you sent me—that's exactly what it said. And it it, it was odd. Uh, and Mark Cuban's one of those guys. I think the everyday average fan likes to like. You want to like him, but he does do stupid things more and more. And now that his team is becoming less relevant in the NBA, I think he should probably be a little careful where he goes because once Nowitzki retires. That franchise really doesn't have a superstar that they can hang on to, and they haven't been able to get one. No, and that was one of the reasons, apparently, Rachel Nichols, I think, talked about some of the reasons why they're not covering them. And one of them is that they're just not one of the top-tier teams right now. No. But but even the Warriors, they didn't cover every single game, because I think they now have 11 or 16 reporters covering you know the 30-plus teams there in the league. Um you can't cover all the home and away games. They were going to cover all the home, and other people might cover some away. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, not everybody can do every game, and does you know? So it's weird that he only, and he picked on, and the fact he picked on ESPN. I mean, there's other people I'm sure that are doing something similar to the Mavericks. I mean, you know, the Dallas News can't go to every game. I'm sure there, if something comes up, they get he's going to rescind their press passes. It's a bad precedent, and I don't think it makes sense. And I, I, I would believe by uh, with the, by Thanksgiving that they'll be <laughs> it'll be changed. You know, what's interesting in all this. I didn't realize that he was flying reporters to games who couldn't afford it, like the Dallas Morning yep. News in Fort Worth. And as a matter of fact, those two papers, I think, share coverage. Yeah, he's a very generous guy. He does a lot mm-hmm. of things, but I just don't, I didn't understand his uh, thinking here. And I've always kind of been a, a, a quote unquote Mark Cuban fan, but this one I didn't get. Uh, when you start banning media uh, for dumb reasons, not the guys who've done something stupid, I, you know, it's fine, but this wasn't, or I don't think, a legitimate reason. Right. He's, I think he was one of the first to invite bloggers in the cover. I mean, yeah. he. he yeah, I just I can't make any sense of this yeah. of this call. The other dumb move number two this week, in my opinion, and we're here in the heart of Big Ten country, is the Big Ten announced Friday night games yep. on the Big Ten oh, Network. Yeah. Now, I, I, might, I may go on for a minute here, Joe, so hang tight with me. Okay, hold on. Are you saying that high school football on Friday is important? I think high school football is important, <laughs> but that's not even the basis of my my opinion on this. That's just kind of a is sub basis. The proper way to say that you're the journalism teacher. Um, well, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, but but the the soapbox is yours. Okay, if you are going to put Friday night games on, mm-hmm. then it has to be universal. You cannot let the quote unquote major schools of your conference say no. We're not going to do it, and then make the so called underlings have to do it where uh, here we're you know we're 45 miles from the university of illinois they're forced now to play nebraska at home on a friday night during high school football season the people of nebraska who would maybe come over on a saturday and do a lot of stuff in champaign maybe stay all night friday and saturday and eat shop drink and all that stuff now are going to have a little tougher time to get here they're they're going to go home Saturday morning. They're not you know they're not going to spend any time Saturday, which is a lot easier to shop on a Saturday than it is to hurry over on a Friday night. But the thing is, Illinois has been getting I think the shaft for years in coverage on the Big Ten for football. By a lot of times that network makes them play at eleven o'clock. They made them play at eleven o'clock on homecoming. Now think about it. homecoming is a time you like to get out tailgate. And I'm not being a pro drinker. I'm just talking about being out in the nice fresh air, having a sandwich, waiting around a few hours, and going to a ball game. It's hard to do that with an 11 o'clock start that they're being forced to. 
But now Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State said, no, we're not going to play Friday night, but all you other schools have to. To me, it's unfair, it's unjust, it's unright, and I wish Illinois would have had the gumption to say, no, we're not going to do it, because they're really costing themselves money, and it's dumb. It's just plain old dumb, and it hurts recruiting on top of everything else. Uh, I agree. I mean, there's certain things. You know, we've been talking about the NFL ratings going down. Yeah. One of the reasons they've been going down is there's too many games on there. We oh, yeah. We, I mean, it used to be Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. During In December, you get that Saturday special yeah. game in the afternoon. But now we have Thursday night. We have Monday night. We have you know, Sunday night. We have, and we're I, recording this on the night the Browns play the Ravens. You well, think? <laughs> is this dumb if I say I didn't know that they were that was on tonight? Uh, I, do I get the Nick Saban award for that? Uh, you can't. I, I think I, I I knew. I just didn't want to. But know. it's a very unwatchable game. Oh my now, god! Yeah. For me as a Steeler fan, I have a little rooting interest to root for the Browns to upset the Ravens. But again, for the average everyday fan here in Central Illinois, where we record this podcast. Nobody cares. Funny you would say Browns and high school football in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, th- I think the the whole notion of Friday night lights yep. is a Friday thing. And I think coaches don't want to play on Friday because that's their chance to go out and watch teams. That's an opportunity for, for them to, to view them. And that's the, the night that they get highlighted. Well, and the other thing is... Uh, on top of the economic yeah. and other reasons you yeah. said, which are great reasons. But here's great another thing. Reasons. I can't remember who said this, so I can't take care of this. But the other thing is, on Saturday is when the high school kids go to the Illinois game and get to feel the ambiance and the pageantry and say, hey, I'd like to come here. Now that Saturday is wiped out for high school to go to Illinois. Now what could happen, though? They can go to Michigan. They can go to Ohio State and Michigan State, who said they would, who refused to play on those nights, which is wrong. Why did the other schools not get the option to refuse as well? And that's what I think is wrong. I know Fox slash Big Ten Network pays each Big Ten school like $40 million a year. Should they have some scheduling rights? Yes, but it has to be everybody. They should not have been allowed to pick and choose like they did. I, I, I think that there'll be some changes there. I hope I, so. I, I can't imagine that Ohio State and Michigan are going to be allowed – to be the teams that that are only if not that sets them up as the elite teams of the Big Ten for years to come and it's it's going to be an unfair and unbalanced conference so completely agree the Bill Simmons show was canceled on HBO did you see that yeah I saw that he had um, um, uh, I can't even think his name Uh, Nick Carolla who are the two guys with the men's show Um, Jimmy Kimmel oh uh, Adam Carolla Adam Carolla thank you I guess it never, just never gained traction, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I watched it once and I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a um, a, a well, show I, I planned to watch. And I think HBO has lost a little luster. They don't really have a lot of the, other than Game of Thrones. They don't have that must see. You got to have HBO now. Uh, when it was Sopranos and Honorage and some of the other stuff, when you had some destination viewing, but uh, it seems to be that way. All right, you know, are you caught up to walk the, the Walking Dead? Yes, I am. All right. So and you are, too. I am, too, now. Last week, I know we promised folks we'd have a little minute of The Walking Dead, even though it's not a sports or media, but it's still media. Uh, the, so the sport of killing zombies. There you go. Yeah, somewhat. They don't really have zombies in them as much anymore, they if you don't. notice. They really don't. Uh, I will say this. I am not near as much of a fan as I was a year ago of The Walking Dead. I just don't like this arc of the show. It, it's it's very uninteresting so far to me. I, I well, two things. I, 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 I hated the season ender and the way it came back this year because I just so hate the main, you know, Negan. Yeah. But the second show, damn it, they got me back. On the second show, I just fell in love with, with, with King Ezekiel. I just thought he, 
and, and I sort of liked him. And then that last conversation he had he with Carol, he, you made him like him a lot more. Doesn't that didn't that make you think? This guy's pretty good. Yeah, I like the one line. Did, did, did you like him? I liked him. I didn't probably like him as much as you did, but I love the line that Morgan had when they're walking Carol up to meet Ezekiel. Oh, I forgot to tell you, he's got a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 her reaction. I got. To, I watched it a second yeah. time this past week just to watch her reaction. <laughs> oh, yeah. all uh, kinds of wonderful things. I mean, it's still a great show. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm not as in love with it as I was, and I think it's just because you know Rick hadn't been in either of the two last two episodes. Michonne hasn't been right. in either two episodes. Uh, you know it's coming, and you, you can kind of see. I won't, don't want to say it's become predictable, but in, in essence, it is. They're setting everything else up, and you know eventually that there's going to be push come to shove. There's going to be some kind of fight between Negan's group and the uh, and Rick's new group or groups so i mean well it has to be and and i think the first few seasons we had a lot of rick it was a smaller group they have so many people yeah you know daryl we had to catch up with what's going yeah. on with him and that was i, I liked a little bit about the Darryl yeah the, the song yeah the daryl i like how he, he yeah. well not to give anything away but he held his ground yeah and the the song would drive you nuts after a while when they kept playing that song i was trying to figure out at first i turned to my wife i said is that in the show like is <laughs> did they did they lay that on the, the track or is that actually him listening to that and then eventually i realized yeah. and the picture you couldn't really see what it was but i guess i had to look it up and i guess it was a picture of glenn yes the, it was a picture of glenn. i could not tell that when i watched it that night so interesting so that's our walking dead cap uh, so we'll try to get i'll try to stay caught up so we don't get behind joe i i'm i'm I have good thoughts about this season. The other, I'm trying to think about other stuff. Sport. Oh, Vern Lundquist is about ready to retire. Vern Lundquist is uh, about down to his last few games, and that will be, you know, that will be the loss of an American icon when he is no longer doing that. Oh my that. god, he is so good, just because he makes you feel comfortable. He's not opinionated, really. He doesn't, it's not about he, him. It's, it's not about, about him. It's about the game. He always refers to the people that he that he works with that are helping him and supporting him. Uh, I'll miss Vern Lundquist. That is one guy too. that is, you know, he, he he's good. And he definitely he's made his mark on college football. One of the great announcers, no yeah. doubt. Uh, one of the note I had, I don't know if you saw the sporting news, which is now online only. You're right. Changed their logo. Oh, they did change their logo? It is horrible. I don't want to be mean, but sometimes you just got to look it up. Well, the one guy said it kind of looks Nazi-ish. Nazi-ish? <laughs> yes. The inn is kind of sideways. Look it up when you get a chance. Oh, my. And, yeah. So why they did it, I don't know. I mean, the sporting news is pretty much irrelevant anyway. And that makes me so sad because that was my favorite magazine. Oh, so it's where you went up. to get all the box scores. Yeah, everything. Was the place you went, they had every single box score. They had all the great columnists. Yeah, I have friends of mine who who worked for that up until they had recently. The little tidbits of every team, so you, could, you felt like you were getting inside knowledge way back when. So sad that the sporting news is what it is. So there you go. I, I wonder one day when we'll lament the end of SI. Uh, in yeah. print. Yeah, in I print, mean they, yeah. they've been a good job of going online it, and still tremendous writers at SI. But yeah. you wonder everything you think was going to be forever. You know, you isn't. never know, do you? And the only other thing that I watched in sports media this week was the 30 for 30 about John Daly. Did you get to check that out? I did not see that. Um, I remember we covered him a great deal in Florida when I was down there. Interesting it, character. It was probably the, the I don't want to say, I'm, I'm coming off as a negative nanny on this show, aren't I? It, but it was not the best 30 for 30, and I think it's because it's an ongoing story. There's no finality to it. Like the next one they're going to do is about the XFL, you know, you know, and, and, and you know how it ends. You know that the, it's no more. Well, John right. Daly's still out there. He's still around the golf world. He still has his demons. Uh, he, but he comes off. He's got great fans. 
But it just kind of, the show just was kind of the show, and it didn't really, and I think maybe it's because he's still out there and alive and somewhat doing well now, and it, so there's nothing nothing about it that was just, that made you say, ah, oh, it's great. Did it talk about his drinking? Is that what oh, was, they showed was, the, that, was that the big point? Drinking, or? his addiction to, you know, chocolate, you know, women, whatever you want to call it. They showed the video of him when he was shaking on the golf course, which is still tough to watch. Right. I mean, when he was like 80 degrees, he had a sweatshirt on and he was shaking because he was coming down from, you know, the the, the, the drinking problem. So uh, there's some good parts of it, but it just wasn't as good as some of the other 30 for 30s. But I guess you can't hit a home run every time. It's though. tough. When they first came out, I think they also had amazing directors. They were getting people yeah. who were doing movies. Not that these people aren't very good. Yeah. So that's all I got for this week. You got anything else, Joe? Well, we can maybe talk about it next week. I, I spoke at the Cronkite Center on sports media I, ethics. I, I saw your picture, yeah. It'll be, um, at some point, we'll talk about media ethics if, if we have time. But We'll do that next week. Maybe. We'll tease the folks for next week. Media ethics with Joe. That's right. There you all go. All right. Well, thanks. We'll uh, talk next week. I'm Jeff. He's Joe. Have a good day. We hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.